Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello everyone, this is Zach Ruane and I'm giving you a spoiler warning. Mish and Zach are going to spoil the entire film uh, with their friend Michelle Brazier. So don't fucking listen if you don't want to fucking spoiler watch the fucking film before you listen to a whole fucking podcast about it i can't believe we have to fucking tell you this but that's the state of the world today oh also language warning sorry about that peace i hate the word Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast with about four listeners where we talk about the greatest actor of all time. Each week we pick one of his movies uh, that he's been in and then we just talk about it for about 20 minutes at the end. But before that, we talk about one pot pasta, veganism, whatever we think about in the moment. It's very unprofessional and deeply unlistenable. It's Mission Zach's Leguizamarama. My name is Zachary Wayne. You might know me from Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, which is a joke I've done 43 times because I didn't think this structure through when I pitched it. I'm joined today by the uh, uh, the incredibly talented Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Uh, you might know me from a little podcast called Mission Zach's Leguizamarama. Uh, thank you, Zach, for setting up the intros to be like this. I've also run out of ideas. And last week or the week before when I suggested that maybe we stop doing intros like this, mm-hmm. we were inundated by DM that said, <laughs> please don't stop. <laughs> I love your intros. So we have to keep doing them this way. Anyway. Well, I, and I have to say for a little bit of, uh, a little bit of um, uh, how do you say, mutual masturbation, figurative mutual masturbation, Mishwitrup, that the reason I did this was because you were so wonderful with these jokes on our old podcast recaps. You did them for our description. Uh, we had the little bracket and it was so wonderful. It was so fun. I thought, well, let's bring it into the podcast let's bring it into the family mm. um but i am uh i am neglecting the fact that we it's not just mission zacks it's mission mission zacks podcast today because we're joined by uh, a dear friend of the mission zack family <laughs> Sorry, i'm going more pro i'm, I'm picking it up um <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, known as an ambassador for Guide Dogs Victoria. She's a comedian, uh, cabaret performer, actor, uh, director, uh, drama lecturer. Uh, she's a staunch uh, vegan, but approaches her activism with kindness, not uh, argumentative uh, divisiveness. Um, we know her as Michelle, but you know her as Michelle Brazier. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. 
Thank you so much, guys. Um, for listeners who aren't um, really putting the, the dots together, you might know me from the Riverina Conservatorium 2005 <laughs> uh, Senior Bursary Awards. I did win half of the half of that. What's um, a bursary? I split, it. I split it with somebody else. It's it's like a scholarship, but not 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 as not as good. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So that was me. I'm that. Yeah. That's I'm that Michelle. So thank you. Only the best is what yeah. we say. Only the best. I think me and Mish we sat down when we started this podcast in particular, and we were like, we are dealing with the best character actor in Hollywood. Mm. Um, is it me? me? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. It's John Leguizamo. I think it's me. <laughs> I don't no. know. Uh, this sorry, isn't no. a Brazza Razza. This is what? a Leguizamarama. <laughs> Please, somebody start. Brazza Razza. Brazza Razza? <laughs> Would you be flattered, do you think? If yeah. you found out that two cunts from God knows where had started a podcast based on your career and yep. they called it, I don't know, Pish and Max Brazza Razza. <laughs> yeah, mate. I would oh. love that. Yeah. Bra- Braziation. Braziation. Braze- no. Oh, Brazzarez is where we're at. Thank you. Uh, thank you. You yeah. got, you got Brazzarez. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not a, last week. Zach came up with a, a shenanza for Michael Shannon. So and Mrs. So Zach's good. Michael shenanza. And I will never, I'll never get to that level of perfection when it comes to pun. Braziamania? Braziamania. Bra- bra- oh. Yeah, rhyming. We've never done rhyming. Because there's also Michelle. So, uh... A brazolution, like a revolution. Uh, par- mm. Like, is there a party? Pa- bra- bra- braze- braze- Look, just send us your ideas. Just, just we'll, start a fucking podcast about Michelle Brazier. I would just, I just want it. I just want yeah. the pod. Thank I you. think that's really important. I can't wait for the um, for the slot episode. Fox tells the slot. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, the slot was uh, an opportunity that was granted to us internet internet comedians where we were finally taken from the small screen to the TV screen. Wait, so. Did we all do the slot? Uh, we were all yes. involved in the slot in well, some way I, or I, I didn't. I didn't have a slot in the slot. I was a part of your slots. You were a part of my slot. You were a part of Auntie Donna's slot. slot I yeah. was a part of Auntie Donna's slot. You know, we, we all, were all sl- part. We slotted in. Well, what that was the like- pitch. That was the pitch from from the production company. It was the the slot. It was the slot pitch. It was you know we're creating the slots, the television slots, and you're yeah. going to slot into that slot. But if you have friends that you want to slot into your slots, slots. feel free. Slot them in. I am the <laughs> epitome. Of somebody who slots into my friends' You're careers. You're such a slot. <laughs> You're I'm such a, a slot. Filthy I'm a fucking slot. slot. I'm such a dirty little slot. I love the slot <laughs> that um, John Leguizamo plays in Ice Age as well. I love that. Really, <laughs> he does play a great a, slot. <laughs> he plays a really good slot. What a great With, slot. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking sick <laughs> slot. Um, yeah, um, that's really good. And in if if you rewatch Ice Age, you can see slots with titties as well. <laughs> really funny when they had to do female slots uh the way that the designers decided to do female slots was by giving them tits (laughs) it's very funny the leg was on a slot with a couple of slot slots anyway um michelle (laughs) michelle Thank you for joining us. Uh, were you aware of John Leguizamo before um, we asked you to, that we told you we were doing this podcast? Because we're friends. So we I was. You were aware of it. Tell us a little bit about your um, personal history of John Leguizamo. 
Uh, we dated for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my personal history. But my um. Is this my, awkward for you? Yeah. Yeah, man. But I'm just glad to have a finally have a chance to speak. Um. <laughs> my side of the story um, why didn't you tell us this is so awkward when i say my ex-boyfriend and you guys think i'm talking about my ex-boyfriend bleep this <laughs> i'm always talking about john leguizamo yeah so yeah. that i know that comes as a shock to you guys and you met you know who you thought was but that was just john doing a really good character he is a very good actor he's very yeah. very strong um yeah. you want someone you know, and I think that's the thing you forget with John Leguizamo because you really see him. I think the big films, he's always playing the men, like the tough sort of guys. But we've seen Sensitive John. We've mm. seen Comedian John. We've seen Lover John. Mm. Uh, we've seen all kinds of I've John. I've seen Lover John as well. Wow. I feel like Perez Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a scoop. John, what if you're scoot. listening, I miss you, uh, ba- baby. <laughs> baby's a pet name that we have for each other. Like we used to call each other baby. It's weird. That's it's so really weird. cute. What's really funny though is you say, John, if you're listening, and okay, so I got full Nancy Drew. <laughs> I am. We call that Veronica Mars. Veron- okay. Um, now, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I call I, that um, BBC's Sherlock. Uh, <laughs> I went full V Mars, right? Okay, well, we were going with women, Zach. That's the only Yeah, but I'm, we a masog- I'm a Sogi. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I stole that from you. I'm a slot. You're a sodgy. <laughs> Let's continue. Um, and I'm a Leo. <laughs> um, so, a uh, little bit of uh, detective work from Mish and mm-hmm. our follower. But listen, not like we don't actually have a follower. As in, anyway, whatever. Um, on Instagram, John has been sharing our posts, which is very exciting. Like I've every other it. day, he'll share one of our posts on his story. Fuck yeah, John. We love that. But Zach and I were almost 100% sure that he's not listening. Why? Because this pod's a bit shit. It's a bit of a shit pod. It's a bit of a shit pod, right? Um, so oh, we're just guys, like, no, don't. No, it it's is a, a good bit of, pod. No, it, no, no it's, it's shit. Mia, shit is shit. It it's is like, shit. We know. It, that's our joy. It's it's a, We're little piggies and we love our <laughs> puddle of shit. <laughs> We're just rolling around in our big little Leguizamo-shaped puddle of shit. We, 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 here's the thing, you know, Michelle has a high-flying big city job uh, and I, I, I have a I'm, a, I'm a part of a slick comedy team and, and once every Friday we sit down in front of our microphones and we just roll in the shit that is our inability to conduct something that takes less than an hour. Other it's people a... do improv. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no yes and here. So. No, not at all. <laughs> no, but, okay, please continue, Miss. You were saying that no, it's you, okay. you've got clues. Um, so as we were saying, because our podcasts are pile of shit, we just assume <laughs> that John is not listening to our podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But he was posting our stuff because he's a very nice mate. And anyway. he loves a repost, doesn't and he? I, hot. he lo- and hot. So yeah. hot. I'm trying to start a relationship again. <laughs> well, this me. is the perfect way to do it, is yeah. through this this pod. Anyway, he posted one of our photos. I can't remember which one it was, but he just wrote under it in Comic Sans, yes, I am, exclamation point. Now, we were like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know what that means. Maybe that just means, yes, I am in this project or yes, I am in this movie or something. I don't know. So we uh, just let it go. It was for Somos Anormales. Yes. And I thought, well, perhaps is he saying, yes, I am abnormal. 
Yes. Was he responding to the title? You know, he's bilingual. Was he maybe just going, yes, I am. But it didn't feel quite right. But then someone slid into our DMs and they said, do you think maybe yes, I am means yes, I am listening. Oh, shit. And that it's a cryptic message for Zach and I. And you ultimately, Braz. You're saying cryptic, but he's clearly said, yes, I am. So I don't think if that is his intention, I don't think he's trying to be cryptic. I think he's trying <laughs> to be why wouldn't clear. he say, yes, Mission Zach, I'm listening to your podcast. Yes, I am. Too many mean anything. characters. He's busy, Mish. He is he's a busy a guy. He's very busy. He's in every movie. <laughs> Challenged well, to be that, in every movie. Do you think that while he's driving to set, maybe he's listening to Mission Zach talk about Whispers in the Dark, the 1992 horny thriller featuring... Maybe it's a bit of a trip down memory lane. If I had a bunch of random people from a small country that never quite had the cultural impact of my country um, in the other (laughs) side of the world going doing a little podcast about everything I ever did, I think I would slip into it from time to time where I would have a listen and go, oh, yes, I remember doing that uh, horny thriller. That was a fun horny thriller. Mm. I did think it was odd that Alan Alda was giving no performative hints that he was a psychopath. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was just playing it as lovable Alan Alda. Um, it might be happening. I, I don't want to like get your hopes up though, Mish, because I think it would be very sad if we were to say something to John, which is, which is my intention, like... Um, you know, do this in your next post about us. Mm. Do this in your next share so we know you're listening. It doesn't have to be a big thing that your fans are aware of. My worry is that then he won't do that because he isn't listening because he's making movies and theatre. Um, yeah. And then we're going to look like a bunch of Larry losers. <laughs> yeah. I would argue that it's possible that because we have this podcast, we've, we're already there. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, it's, I'd, I'd just argue that if you're worried about your reputation, it's already gone. <laughs> I, I am the person that, that started an obsessive podcast that often runs for over an hour with no yeah. structure about, uh, about an actor and each of his films. It, it's a little weird and a little off-putting. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Mish. I apologise. <laughs> you're right. going to come to a point where you're you know someone who know, you probably already know someone who knows John. I do. Yeah. And and so <laughs> I feel like there's gonna come a point. It's like for me when I started coming up in comedy, and then I realised I had to change my password because now my password was the name of my friend's comedy band that I'd grown up <laughs> obsessed with. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Where we're having beers and I have to change my passwords now for everything. <laughs> I we're remember get to the point where you have to change your whole name. I remember at one point, um, long story, but uh, Auntie Donna got a threatening um, Facebook message from a bikey. Um, and I, we changed our Facebook names and everything to protect ourselves. I remember and I thought, this. yeah, mm-hmm. I was very full on. And I, it, a great story for a podcast that engages in great stories, not in one pot pasta recipes. Um, <laughs> And I um, and I changed my name and I was like, I should change my profile picture as well. And I thought, oh, maybe I should do like my favorite sketch. I should do like a, a, a picture from my favorite sketch. And then I thought about it and I'm like, what if I one day meet Sean McAuliffe and it's just <laughs> his face? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, do it. 
<laughs> in like, and I'm like, and I thought of the times where I've had friend requests and their profile picture is my face covered in wine, and I go, it's disconcerting. I understand the process. Yeah, yeah it is very disconcerting and and full on. Yeah, it's kind of awful. What we have to what we have to recognize is that the three of us, mm-hmm. Michelle Brazier, Zachary Ruane, and Mish are all incredibly successful in our careers. So you two have your stories, but I have one too. Okay. This one time I was on a podcast and I was ragging heaps on Gretel Colleen. <laughs> and then the person opposite me in this podcast informed me that I know quite a few people that know Gretel Colleen. <laughs> Mish, we all know Gretel Colleen. <laughs> Including the two of you. So <laughs> it, just, it became... Very uncomfortable because I don't actually have beef with Gretel Colleen, right? I don't. I don't have beef with Gretel. But there is a there is a fairly good chance that one of her mates thinks I do and they inform that, that person that I have beef with Gretel. I'd be here for the, for a for a public fight mm. between you and Gretel just to stoke that fire. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna do everything in my power to try and make that. Um, my happen. my life goal is to get uh, Mish famous enough that um, because like I'm not fa- none of us are famous enough to have this, but to get Mish famous enough to get invited to like gold class um, Southern Hemisphere premieres of mediocre films. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which, funny, another funny story, I was on the invite list for Village Cinemas um, while I was still working at Village Cinemas and then someone at Village Cinemas was like, that guy works here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that intersection. I also am in that. I've been, I was a promo girl for a radio station and then they wanted promo people to do the event this event that I was emceeing and it was like, oh no, I have to leave this job. There become, there's a, there's a weird middle part of your career. If you, if you're in the entertainment industry where you're not making enough money, but you have to quit your job because it's humiliating. and Because you, you literally, you go to a, a, a premiere at crown gold class for the good guys starring, um, Russell Crowe, where you get a free popcorn and a, and a cocktail and you meet these people from Nova and the guy from The Bachelor is over there. But simultaneously, you're being served a cocktail by someone who's looking at you weird because you had actually covered a shift at Crown Gold, sh- Gold Class <laughs> one month previous and they're like, I swear to fucking God. Running glasses from Cinema Two one month ago. Um, it's a See, weird point in your career that I think, in a lot of ways, uh, it, it's it, it's a big part of your career. <laughs> I'm yeah. at the point where um, all my friends are being invited to these very fancy things, and I'm just kind of sitting there twiddling my fingers, waiting for one of their partners to not be able to go, so that I can be like, <laughs> "Hey!" Like, and then everyone's like, you- "Oh!" People are like, "Oh, wow!" Mish got invited to insert event here. Nah. <laughs> no, I didn't. No one knows who well, I am. Well, I want to get you there, Mish, because I We're want get you to meet Gretel Colleen at one of those events. I want you at like a Stan fucking TV show premiere with, with Richard Wilkins where where someone interviews you for the live stream and only realises two minutes in that no one knows who the fuck you are. Um, where, <laughs> where you don't know if you should stand in front of the photo wall because you know that Harold Sun isn't going to use that photo. <laughs> See, um, this, is the, this is the real fear. The real fear is that 
one day I'm doing a bit hosting spot on the project. Mm-hmm. Gretel Colleen is also doing a bit hosting spot on the project mm-hmm. and live on air. She says to me, by the way, I've listened to your podcast or by the way, I heard you ragging on me that day. Fuck you, Mish. <laughs> she says that live. Yeah. She says that live. She yeah, says, she- I'm going to, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to ruin your career. I'm Gretel Colleen, bitch. Yeah. If you ever want to be on um, that, that, that show I did with Matt O'Kine on ABC, then you mm-hmm. have got something coming because I am not having you on to promote your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am not having you on. Um, that's great. That's fantastic. Really good thing. So what, what message? Uh, should we shoot a message to John? Should we give John something to tell us? If just he's post listening. a personal picture from our previous relationship. Just post a picture to, to show that I'm not, yeah. um, uh, you haven't forgotten me. That's, yeah. that's what I would ask. That's a reasonable ask. I How worry. creepy would that be, though, if all of a sudden you go into John Leguizamo's Instagram and you go into his story and it's just a photo of you? Um, that's not <laughs> creepy, no. That would be normal and I would feel normal about it. And I, I would worry. consider taking him back. I'm really happy with Tim, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think Tim would understand though. If John Leguizamo came to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to just like give this, just give you and me a, you and me a crack?" I yeah, then I part- would say Michelle, Mish, I would say Michelle Brazier's partner Tim would be fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tim would be fine. He wouldn't mind. He'd actually be really happy for you. He quite likes Matt, like he likes your partner. But um, yeah, no, he, I think he'd be. He'd just Matt like, he would just have a problem with it. Just, Matt. Matt would be. Yeah, Matt would be. Really I have a feeling. I know. I think that there's a part of Matt that would just be like, look. You've dedicated, you dedicate around about six hours of your week to John Leguizamo. <laughs> I, I, I understand the need to give, dip your toe. Go, go dip. Go dip your <laughs> little toe. Dip. Um, dip it in. So we're going to go with either A, um, this uh, photo of you and Michelle, um, John, John Leguizamo and Michelle. I worry that that will be difficult because that will because that didn't happen, and he might photo have to Photoshop that. I was thinking more like some asterisks or like a um, him saying like, I don't know, I love Leguizamo. I don't know. I don't know what he should say. What could he do? What uh, like what emoji? A backflip. He could do a backflip and film again. It. If he again. can't backflip, yeah, um, then we'll never know. I was thinking more just like, hey guys, I'm listening. No, um, I think it's got to be, uh, I think some, like maybe. He, I think we're he, worth more than that. Can he fly a plane? That's my question. Can he fly a plane and can he film himself in the cockpit, in the pilot seat? Okay. And okay. And that's a clue. That's a cryptic clue to us. That's good. That he's listening. John, what we're saying is if you're listening, either if post listening. footage of you flying a plane yeah. or post footage of you explaining that you cannot do that. Yeah. <laughs> or or just sort of go, I'm listening. Ha ha. <laughs> In Comic Sans. Or you could do that in Comic Sans. <laughs> Just go, yeah. uh, I'm listening, haha. <laughs> or learn to fly a plane and film yourself flying it. John Travolta. Those are sort of the two options there. Yeah. Um, if you want to do something a little more um, uh, cryptic, maybe Luigi Mario! Exclamation yeah. mark. Because that's in the opening song. But that is the kind of thing that he would post. Anyway, whatever. John, just tell us that you're listening. It would make our fucking lives. And also just tell us which movies we're allowed to, to rag on. Please, man. Just Please. One, one DM. Just be like, you're allowed to rag on this, but leave the pest alone. You're allowed to rag on that, but leave the pest alone. So um, <laughs> so we're going um, to now talk about um, the movie we watched. <laughs> 
I'm really, really, really excited to talk about this with Braz here because Braz loves this movie. Yes, I do. It I, makes I me so happy. This movie. I love action films and this is such a perfect action film. Mm. It's um, made for me specifically. Oh, 100%. When, he uh, told me. <laughs> when, we, when Zach and I decided to um, do a Leguizamo podcast, um, I or I wanted Braz on for John Wick because I, I remember quite well her going on a very, very passionate spiel about how much she loves John Wick ages ago. So I'm so glad that you're here. Thank um, you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, okay, so I'm going to do a quick blurb as per about John Wick. And then we'll launch into what I'm sure will be an incredibly informative chat about the film and not <laughs> miscellaneous bullshit that doesn't relate to the movie. <laughs> I thought we've kept it very on John. We uh, haven't done too bad. John Leguizamo. So I think we've done a pretty solid job for this podcast. Yeah. Well done us. Have you ever had one pot pasta, Michelle? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Okay. My best pet one pot pasta. I get you get your fettuccine. I've got a 30 centimeter circumference. It, mm. It's quite, it's flat. Like it's it's shallow pan and it's a wide pan. I get my fettuccine. I put it in. Put some tomatoes. Put some basil. Olive oil. Wow. Just cover it. You don't need to measure that water. Just cover all the pasta. Put a little tiny bit of stock in there so you get like a nice little starchy delicious. I chuck a little bit of tofu in there. You know you can put in whatever you want. I like to put in sometimes even like a little bit of spice. I like a lot of fresh garlic and I'm just mm-hmm. putting everything in there. I put the pot the pot cover on it and then I take it off when it's all gone and I just eat it and it's delicious for me. I only got one pot to fix up. It's just one pot pasta. Thank you so much for asking. I think that's such a wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, idea. I think that's uh, such a great way to do it. I know Michelle, oh, sorry, Mish. I, I It's hard that you have the same name. I know that Mish Wittrup. <laughs> Mm. Mish Wittrup um, definitely has a problem with those tomato-based one-pot pastas, but she also wants to keep on topic. So, oh, a a dilemma. I have a problem. Yeah, I know. There was like, while Braz was talking, I'm like, do I let her her go with this ridiculousness the right thing to do the right thing to do was would be to just let me go and just move on to the the john wick chat that would obviously on that that would be the right thing to do braz but our friendship is on the line okay okay. (laughs) and i adore you thank you you're very important to me but what you've just said then hurt more than anything you've ever done (laughs) one pop pasta is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. Oh I think God. one pot pasta is the concept is gross. I think it, it sounds stodgy and gloopy and so fucking disgusting. I'm gonna make it. Just make a sauce and like, why does it all need to be in one pot? What's can the I, fucking difference? Say... No, Use uh, two pots. No, Use two no pots. Sauce. There's no sauce in my pasta. There's no sauce. It's a, there's an olive oil. It's like an alio olio situation. It's not like a. Like a like a heaps of tomato. It's like a little cherry tomatoes. It's a fresh pasta. The, the thing that I find most offensive about your issue with one pot pasta is you are a vegan, and Michelle, I think you're going to back me up better here because you're also a vegan. You are a vegan. Your your pasta dishes do not have cheese. One pot pasta with the starch and the gluten of the pasta recreates some of the things that cheese does in a way that I've never encountered anywhere else. And here you are rejecting it and blocking it. And that makes me sad. Zach, firstly, firstly, there are perfectly good cheese alternatives. You just have to go looking. Secondly, that it's too much. I'm all for cheeky ladle of pasta water. Just a couple of cheeky ladles. An entire pot of starch water mm-hmm. to create a sauce creates a clag-like consistency. It's stodge. Okay. Yeah. Don't 
Don't you shake your hat head at me, Michelle Brosia. I'm just, I just, I can see what's happened. I can see that you aren't able to make a one pot pasta and I'm sorry for that, but I'm happy to teach you how to make it. Okay. I would love that. I would love nothing more than for some sort of situation where Michelle walks Mish through a one pot pasta. Maybe mm. it's an Instagram live situation. Yeah, we can do that. I think what happens is that people, when, when we're afraid of something, Mish, when we hate something, mm. it comes from a place of being a little girl and being mm. really scared. No matter mm. what your gender is, that fear comes from little girl, little girl inside. Mm. Okay. So yeah. I'm just going to take that little girl for a little walk, mm. a little olive oil walk mm. through the fields. And mm. it's going to be beautiful. You're going to love the one pot. It's going to be delicious. And we can do it as an Instagram live if you want. Well, I was just thinking then that could be kind of cute. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, a, it's a good opportunity as well. It's a good opportunity if it's to, going to build engage our my, followers. Yeah. If it's going to build my career, then yes. <laughs> Great. I will try. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. By the one pot pasta. But anyway, may I please read about John Wick? Yes. All right, great. So I'm going to do the little <coughs> spiel on John Wick before we launch into big chats about John Wick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Former assassin and all-round badass John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves, does his best to cope with the old, untimely death of his beloved wife. His focus is mainly trying to find a footing in the world without the love of his life. That is until a smug Russian mob prince, a.k.a. Lily Allen's brother, a.k.a. Theon Theon Greyjoy, steals his car and kills his beagle. This sets John Wick off into a cold rage as he digs up his past life, chucking his suit back on, loading up his guns and setting off to take down a Russian kingpin named Vigo Tarasov and his son, Lily Allen's brother. (laughs) Only blood can quench John's thirst for retribution. John Leguizamo plays Aurelio, a mechanic that loans, trades and fixes up super fancy cars for baddies, mobsters and his mates, John Wick. Wow, that's a great, that's a really good, um, I just want to give you a round of applause, like an audio round of applause or a real one um, for that fantastic blurb. I I didn't know he was Lily Allen's brother. Mm. Who, may I say, got married to the guy from Stranger Things the other day? Really? Check out those photos. Just about the cutest, coolest thing you'll ever see. I oh, love so a nice little wedding, especially yeah. right now when things are so sad. Did you know that there's a song that Lily Allen has called Alfie about mm. him? Hmm. No. Oh, Alfie, wake up. It's a brand new day. Yeah, he's just I smoking just weed in yeah. his bedroom all the that's time. About like, the that's about the guy from John Wick. That's yeah. Greyjoy and mm. yes. That is amazing. He's um he is uh like I, I was talking about this as I was watching it to my partner. I was like I, what I love about that character cuz for context he's like the he's like a he's the son of the mob boss. And I think there's something really funny for me about this film that illustrates something to me which is like it does not matter um the awful things you've done, how many people you've killed. Mm. I'm never going to hate you more than like an entitled prick that didn't work for what they got. 
Like, <laughs> I love oh, the idea yeah. that, like, 100%. that's the most evil thing you can be in the world mm. is, is like, you know, at least his father killed a lot of people to get that money and he's just <laughs> taking it for granted. He's such a psycho. Like, he, this, all of this happens because he's like, I would like to buy your car. And John Wick's like, this is my car. I'm going to keep my car. Mm. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to fucking beat the shit out mm. of you, ruin your beautiful mid-century modern gorgeous house with beautiful glass windows beautiful and house. then i'm gonna fuck with your dog like yeah. this is in that's the most entitled shit like make a better offer you fucking moron <laughs> you can <laughs> buy these cars this is a this is this is a 1969 ford mustang it's a mac one it's called the hitman it costs 169 thousand dollars us mm. yes you can get that car if you're rich just fucking buy it yeah, but it isn't just – you're right. You said it yourself. It's a Mustang 69 Boss 429, a speed by the look of it, even rarer, 429 cubic inches of engine, about seven litres. Okay, someone's reading, okay? <laughs> someone's reading and someone's a car girl. No, someone's boyfriend really likes cars and wouldn't stop talking about them. That's very <laughs> funny. I love I, – I also love – this is just another layer that's happened in podcasts in the last – six months ever since everyone started zooming podcasts suddenly everyone in podcasts is more knowledgeable like (laughs) (laughs) everyone's like oh yeah that car and then they just are able to say the first paragraph of wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) i love this car i love cars i'm very i'm big into the fast and furious and big into big into the cars as, mm. as you both know. You can be the car. Per- I, I'm not into cars at all. I wanted to sound smart, but I'm, I'm re- really not. Um, I, love his house, by the way. Can we just talk about John Wick's house? Holy shit, that's the most beautiful house. However, okay. I saw this and I wrote it down. I'm like, I want to talk about it on the pod really quick. I just want 30 seconds of your time, guys, and this is not a joke. The opening scene after the credits, after the opening credits, mm-hmm. the opening scene is at 6 a.m. He smacks down his alarm and he sits up and he's in his bedroom, mm-hmm. right? Clearly his wife is dead. It's just another day without the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And then I saw something and I've never verbalized this, but it's something I have had an issue with my whole life. And yeah. I'm like, now is the time to talk about it. Is this one pop pasta again? Or? No, it's not. Okay. It's absolutely He just chucks not. together. He chucks a little bit he of pesto in the jar. <laughs> one pop pasta. This is a ghost. That happens no, in just ghosts. as psychotic though. Just if not more. Okay. People who have armchairs in their bedrooms. Oh, Mate, okay. I'm about to buy an armchair for yeah, my bedroom. It's, I, it's, no, I've that been, is, I've it been... is insane. It, I, and I'm not going to try and say that you guys aren't the majority I think a lot of people either want a chair in their room or they have one. Where do you, you put know, your clothes when you take off your clothes and you're too tired to put them? In the hamper. Every- no, the hamper goes in the laundry, you psycho. No, I keep my hamper in the bottom of my wardrobe so it's really easy. So it's really easy. I keep my clothes in my wardrobe, babe. That's what wardrobe. Yeah, but for. in the bottom, I've got a really deep fucking wardrobe, man. And so I put my hamper in the wardrobe and that, when I take off my, my, my top and my little mm. brassiere and my knickies... Mm-hmm. And they go straight in the hamper. But what if it's no fine one... to wear tomorrow? What why if it's fine? If, if you want to dump your clothes on something, why do you need to buy a fucking chair? Because it looks but... beautiful and it's nice to have a little sit and have a little read. And, and no one has a sit like... in their room. No, no one, one sits, sits in, in their it, room. Mish. I sit no one sits in it. But everyone, it's, it, what it is, is it's saying, I've got the square footage for a fucking chair. Yes, it's <laughs> the same as, a, it is exactly the same as a Givenchy t-shirt. When they have Givenchy <laughs> written across their chests. It's the fucking same thing. It's like, I have money. 
Look at all my money. That is really specifically targeted Givenchy here. Is there someone who's hurt my you? Friend, my friend went on a date with a guy before stage four lockdown and um, he was wearing like Gucci loafers and like he had a bum bag that was like uh, Yves Saint Laurent bum bag. Oh, and wow. And he had a Givenchy oh, t-shirt like that went Christ. from one shoulder blade, just said Givenchy. It is, you buy that shirt not because you like the style because it's a fucking white t-shirt is she, is she still with that guy is she no still... they went on one date were there warning signs uh... <laughs> <laughs> were there red flags I'm trying anyway to... <laughs> to me to me <clears throat> having a chair in your bedroom is silliness you never sit in it Braz, I, you, I you, will sit in it. No, you think you will, but no, I, I swear to you. No, I sit on the you. ground where the chair is right now because it gets sun at a different time of the day to mm-hmm. my other chair, which I bought specifically for sitting in the sun. Can okay, I, I didn't, ask you a That's question. a very good point. Can I ask you a question, guys? <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect to go quite so far into the decor of his bedroom, but okay. it's Mission's X Leguizamarama. <laughs> we go where the vibe takes us. Um, <laughs> um, my question is... It's mine and my partner, Annie, who you know, Annie, you know, Annie, it's our dream. It's like our dream. If we were to sit down and go, all right, we're millionaire billionaires. We have a big fancy house. Um, it is our like dream to have like for us, success equals a little coffee station in our bedroom. Oh. And everyone I've ever told that to has gone. That's the most fucked, stupid. Yeah ludicrous idea I've ever heard and I'm just I'm one like, of those people you've told me that before and that's exactly I, what I said I love it but you know me me and Annie we get together and we share pictures of cars and beautiful houses and just bougie 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 rich people shit and we're like yes but people have a problem with it not even on the bougie level they're not even like oh that's bougie they're just like why Coffee goes in kitchen. And I'm you like... You can wake up to the smell of coffee. Thank That's you, exactly Michelle. what Annie said. That is exactly what Zach's partner said when okay, I well, said... Okay, well, Annie and I are the same. Yeah, you are. That... I think it is ridiculous. I think if you get out... Why would you just... Why would you put a bed in your room, in your kitchen? Why would you... Why is there mm-hmm. a bed in your kitchen? Okay, because then you'd be closer to the coffee. <laughs> same logic. Yeah, I like same, that idea too. It's the same thing. But get up and walk, go get a coffee. Like a coffee wakes you up, but do you know what also wakes you up? Walking across your house. Yeah. Like walk across your house and get a coffee, double awake. That's no. math. I think I That's think you need math. to like I think you've locked into this bedroom concept and you're really like nailing in on the fact that a, the bedroom is a room only for bed, but it is a room for waking, for sleeping. There are so many things Dreaming. that you're closing yourself off to. Mm. No, I think that I think it is absolutely ridiculous. That being said though, a coffee station is the kind of thing that would have been in John Wook's house in his bedroom. beautiful house it's a shame having like come back to this after watching the sequels i'm sad that there's not more mid-century like the heart first half hour of of the trilogy is the only place you're going to get a nice mid-century aesthetic now it's all flip phones and fucking rooftops and it's like i want that mid-century vibes back it was gorgeous that's his old life and or this is his that was his little indiscretion i um i love john wick I, I feel like we need to acknowledge that. This is oh. like the best movie. It's one of the best movies. It's so good. Yeah. I think it's like incredible. Mm. I just want to know if anyone, like anyone, I, I love it. I've never <laughs> met anyone who doesn't like John Wick. Like yeah. who doesn't enjoy the film. To me, it's kind of, there's this big jump of action film that goes from like, mid 80s which is like the die hard style even some steven seagal stuff towards the late 80s that was like quintessential good action like van damme stuff 
Then there was this weird mishmash bullshit for a long time of action film. And then John Wick seemed to kind of restart this kind of just super enjoyable action movie that doesn't have to be anything else except pure. Yeah. Pure distilled action film. Exactly. Like like those Van Damme things, except the difference is, is that Keanu Reeves is really likable and it was shot really well. I put it it's in the beautiful. same category as um, Mad Max Fury Road in just like, this is an action film. We don't need to have a talking robot played by fucking the dude from Boston Legal or whatever the fuck he we is We don't from. need to slip in some sort of weird romance. That, like, this is just John an action fuck, movie. fucks no times. <laughs> John I'm Wick. getting a tattoo that says John Wick fucks no time. John no Wick times. fucks no times. But do you do you lo- you love it as well, Michelle? You said that up top. I, I, I it's just such a good film. film. Yeah, I love I love action films. I love I love a stylized action film, especially. So I really like a lot of uh, the sort of South Korean um, action horrors that happen. Mm. Just something that's really committed to the aesthetic. Because even once we leave this beautiful mid-century modern home, we're in this beautiful grand hotel we've got chaise lounges we've got the like stunning chesterfield lounges all of the whiskey glasses are beautiful the vodka glasses like everything is so and i just i'm so horny for a good aesthetic like i just Mm. i can't get over it and there's dogs in this like it's the dogs are central to this is the best film that has ever ever Mm. been made the first time i saw this film broden kelly from auntie donna came over to my house i said come over let's let's watch a movie I haven't met him. <laughs> haven't met him. <laughs> I haven't met him. You've done like a bunch of sketches with him. <laughs> he won't let Mish talk to him on set. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, yes. Yes. I don't know why I've never said. And then I just sat there like just eyes glued to the sky. I think he probably left because I wasn't speaking to him. Like I was just like, this is... <laughs> everything that i wanted it to be so good it's it's, it's really genuinely good. and i feel like a lot of people like i've talked funnily enough with broder about this but there's a lot of people that think they like it ironically they think they can only be like oh yeah john wick's good <laughs> but it's like no it's actually legitimately really well made it's mm. it's visual storytelling there's a point where um there's that bit where the russian guy is um telling telling his son He's telling his son, like, who John Wick is. And genuinely, as he was saying each line where he's like, he's just some guy. He's like, no, he's John Wick. And, like, he's going through this thing where my, my Annie, um, sitting next to me, she was, say- she was saying each line before it was said. And we're just talking <laughs> about how it's so special when it's not because it's cliched. It's because it's right. Everything, it, it, all every piece of writing in this is just, like, the right thing. So you guess what they're about to say because mm. it's the it's correct. And then there's this other bit later on where we're thinking, oh yeah, you can predict everything he's gonna say. And then the 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 mob boss calls because he knows he's gonna kill his son and he calls mm. him, he's like, John, maybe we can work something out. Maybe we can do something else. And John doesn't say anything and he does this whole spiel. And then John Wick hangs up. And then, the, and then um, the guy from 30 Rock, Liz Lemon's boyfriend from 30 Rock, is like, hey, what did he say, dummy? And, like, <laughs> and, um, and he's like, what did he say? And, and both of us were like, nothing. We were like, he's going to say nothing. And then he says, enough. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. It does everything perfect. 
and you predict every line and the only time you don't is when it's better than you thought it's, it's like yeah, it's just exactly <laughs> yeah. it, it's so beautiful it's just it's so so delicious it's every like the build to everything you mm. anticipate it and you come along with it and it's not it's yeah as you said it's not like a predictable thing but it is you feel where it's coming to it's oh so good some of the shots in this film as well there's mm. a shot like a really low shot of Alfie Allen uh, getting out of the car to go into the club where he's going to go into a pool and be served vodka by bikini waitresses. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that, by the way. <laughs> and this shot is just, it's the ground up and just like, mm. just the, it's just beautiful. You just see him. He looks big, but he still somehow looks like a fucking idiot. It's just... Yeah, it's, it's beautifully it's beautifully shot. So while, many. while we're on the topic of the bikini pool champagne club... The, my the, job, the, I had to quit because I was the, too famous. Yes, I get it. I've been applying for years. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get a second interview. Um, no, I want to I talk about that concept of like... It's in a lot of movies, this kind of like underground club thing. Mm-mm. To me, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a big 32-year-old fuckhead. <laughs> Nothing seems more unappealing. To, I know, okay, so they shoot it like they want it to be like, this is the fucking coolest place in the whole fucking world. Yeah. Nothing looks more unappealing to me than an underground, windowless, neon-lit club with electronic music and just a lot of old men in suits with... Like security guards, I think- old men. And then if you go even one story further down, just really gross, scrawny, rich men in a, in a pool with naked women drinking really expensive champagne. I think the issue there, Mish, is because in the US, uh, in Russia, in the UK, in any other country, a place like that, what happens in that underground club is it's the baddest, meanest, most beautiful, amazing, like it's billionaires, it's criminals, it's sexy models, it's shots of bottoms, there's always going to be a shot of a bottom, yeah. there's these amazing <laughs> things. The problem is the the Melbourne equivalent would be just a bunch of like mid-level managers that live near Chapel Street. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a bunch of guys doing yeah. coke, talking about their two cafes in in, Hall, yeah. in like fucking. They have Hawksburg. they have business cards, but they had never find an opportunity to give one out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They all get business cards printed for themselves, but <laughs> have not once needed to give one out because that doesn't happen anymore. Like, the, the sexy um, I, girls were on Neighbours. Like, that's yeah. the best. <laughs> Granted, there's a good chance that the reason I can't relate to an underground neon-lit electronic club with bottoms is because there is not one area of that club where I would be able to fit in. Do you know what mm. I mean? I couldn't work there because the music would be annoying. I can't dance. Um, I'd love to be a naked b- bikini bottom woman with the expensive champagne. I don't think Lily Allen's brother would love my aesthetic. I don't know. Maybe maybe he maybe he's into it. I think you would get a job in a place like that because they the, at those places they tend to have a woman for everyone. So mm. they have like different types of women. And because you have a very pretty face mm. and a large body, there would mm. be a lot of men who'd be like, "I want to throw my money at that one." So maybe. I reckon Lizzo yeah. in the JLo stripper movie. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <gasps> yeah. yeah, that gave me hope. <laughs> because that can I, I just say women I can win. be objectified too 
It's a win for women when there's shots of all bottoms in the action movies with no female speaking parts. <laughs> Finally, a shot of all bottoms. That's a real feminist movie. And yes, of course, there are the Russian supermodels, but there's also Mish Wittrup from Melbourne and look at the size of her ass. Feminism. <laughs> I love these bars. I love going to shit like this. Like if I'm in London or if I'm in Edinburgh, especially because it's like, look at all people were tortured down here. And now everyone's doing coke and it's, there's no air conditioning. I'm just like, oh, wow. I really like it. I just I, I become a input. different person. My ego I, takes over. I'm like, yes, I'm in slow motion. <laughs> I just love the implication though that like, like what was, how was, how'd they get the planning permit for the secret club? Like how'd they get the- <laughs> Did no one go, did no one like, did no one in the New York like city council just go, I reckon there's a club in there. (laughs) Or that giant line of people all wearing like really expensive clothing. It's like, where's that lead to then? It's a nod to corruption (laughs) up the top. There's corruption up top, guys. Corruption up top. Mm. Up top, up top corruption. Up top top corruption. Up top corruption. Mm. 100%. Um, I think I love this film. I love the fact that like... I had a realization watching it that it's like uh, the matrix has the same thing that people always think like world building is the key to like a successful movie. Like they talk about the matrix. They talk about John Wick. It's like they build these worlds, but I reckon the key is like hiding the world for like a good half hour. Like the idea that you like, if you reveal a world after half an hour of something quite normal, you go, oh my God, it's brilliant. But if they'd started a movie with like a, there is a world of secret assassins that <laughs> trade gold coins. Yeah, like, like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think I, I, more than anything, I'm very excited to have you guys, like you two on the podcast because um, I'm excited to talk about the dog. I'm excited to talk about the inciting incident of the dog. If you've seen the film, you have an opinion on the inciting incident of the dog. Mm. Um, a lot of people, stupid idiots who are wrong, think that um, the they're like, it's so silly. Why does he kill all those people just because of a dog? I would John Wick anyone. <laughs> anyone who looked sideways at Bruce, my dog. I would fucking end them. Like, mm. if someone was trying to hurt my dog, I would kill them so that they couldn't kill any, hurt any more dogs. I couldn't think of anything that somebody could do that would be worse than upsetting a dog one time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Wick says so little in this film, uh, which, is, which is why they cast Keanu Reeves. He um, never has any lines. Yeah, who's perfect in this role. Perfect. I love him. That's a, that's a, that's a whole other thing, how much I love Keanu Reeves. But doesn't say very much. But when he finally goes, he has one moment in the film where he shows his anger and his like, you know, his vengeful, like why Fury. he's doing this. It was when he's talking about the dog and I didn't write oh. it down. But when he's talking about the dog and about how his wife sent him this dog. So he only had the dog for a couple of days, but his wife sent after she died, she's organized for this dog to be sent to him. So it gave him purpose and to try and find a reason to love again because he now had something he had to look after that required his love. I would do that if I died. I would send all of you a dog. I feel <laughs> like that about dogs that are walking down under, like down on the street, other people's dogs. <laughs> I feel that way about other people's dogs. But I have a ridiculous obsession for dogs and I don't even fucking have one. So I get it. 
I get it, John. You're and Bruce's godmother. I am. I'm his emergency contact at the vet. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, uh, there's a, there's a, there was a, this is really funny because I feel like the Leguizamarama project is starting to become clear to me the more films I watch because I watched an interview with the director of, what was the, the one he did about the comic book movie where, um, Chloe Grace Moretz plays an eight year old, even though she's 15. Um, Kick-Ass 2. So the director of Kick-Ass 2 cut two really shocking moments from the comic book. He cut um, like a piece of like really grotesque, unnecessary violence and replaced it with a piece of grotesque, unnecessary comedy. Um, but the other thing he did is he replaced, he, he cut um, the bad guy killing a dog. And in the interview, he said, you have to, he was like, you have to know why you're doing it. He's like, in, when you watch a movie, he was like, people are okay with people killing people. You kill a mm. dog in a movie, it's it's off. And it's it's so funny. Like I watched American Psycho the other day and um, there's a moment where he kills a man and you're like, oh my God. And then he kills his dog and you're like, no, not too much. <laughs> too far. Switch off. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> like, I remember watching I Am Legend, the Will Smith film. Mm. Whereas he's the last guy on earth or whatever, and you just walk around as a dog. In my opinion, bit of a shit film. I wasn't that interested in it, but I remember watching it. I was just like, like I went years and years ago, lying on my couch watching, like, oh, like this. I'm, I've got no investment in this film. Big spoiler alert for I Am Legend. Um, his dog gets infected with some sort of zombie infection thing, so he has to kill his dog. So Will Smith's sitting there with his German shepherd. And he has oh. to kill his German <sighs> shepherd. And I go from being completely uninvested in the film to three centimetres from the TV screen screaming, don't do it! Don't kill the dog! Don't kill your dog! All of a sudden I'm more invested in this movie than I've ever been invested in a movie before. Um, and it's uh, it's so sad. Put it this way, with I'd seen John Wick before. I saw John Wick for the first time maybe a couple of years ago. Um, I closed my eyes for the killing of the dog this time Yeah, I've around. never seen... I've never seen... The killing of the dog. Yeah. I don't know. I'm no, I don't want to know. The I sounds can't... in itself is enough. Oh, Have you ever, like, accidentally stepped on a dog's foot or something? Yes, I stepped on Bruce's foot today. Yeah, did you cry? <gasps> yes, of course I cried. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I pulled my eyes out. I picked him up in my arms and I held him and I was peeing. I was, in... like, in the bathroom. He entered the bathroom while I was peeing, even though the door was closed. He's figured out how to open the door. He came in. I was trying to get him out. I stepped on his foot. He cried and I picked him up and bundled him in my arms and he licked my face while I pissed on the toilet. Yeah. That is my level of like how to yeah. deal with that. That being said, I'm not at all surprised because sometimes I'm with Braz and Bruce will fall asleep in the sun and she'll start to cry. Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> yeah. It was so nice. I just want to say as like a normal person with a normal level of dog love, I also think the plot works. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love the idea that for, for, I was like, I'm going to get back up here and then, it, and then I get something along the lines of if he was, if he had read on the internet an unfounded rumour that someone had killed a dog, I would support all of his actions in the film of killing hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I love the dog thing. I re really think it's like, I love those things in films where people think, people are like, that's a stupid moment in the film. But the twist is by them saying that, the, the reveal is that they're a stupid person. Oh, <laughs> perfectly said that. Yeah, Apparently just... the studio wanted them to cut it and just have it be about the car. They were like, this is too much. Oh, that's, that's the most... Um... Male, like studio mm. exec thing yeah. ever. I can understand why he'd killed 300 people for a car, but not yeah. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
anyway, that being said, though, anyone who hasn't seen John Wick that thinks that sounds awful at the end, he does make out with a, not make out, like kiss, but he ends up with a pit bull or a yes. staffy. And that's a better fit An American staffy. I thought it was a staffy. My partner was insisted it was a pit bull. In, a, in America, they're different. So okay. in America, a pit bull is a staffy. Oh, okay. um, unless it's an English staffy. So if Bruce lived in America, I'd have to have him specially registered. Oh, okay. That makes and, like, sense. He's need vicious. permission to have him in certain different what, Watching the movie, I was like, vicious. he's a killer. <laughs> he's a killer, <laughs> Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. For context, Bruce is not. He's a docile little thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just love it. I love that moment. I think it's so good because it's just this thing of like... Um, it's just clear, like he is a murder. He is a monster. He's the Baba Baba Yaga. He's a guy that kills lots of people. It's in his nature. He's doing everything he can to hold it back. And the killing of the dog is his last, the last straw. And then people are like, I don't get it. I think that's too much. Why would you kill that many people over a dog? It's like, did you watch the movie or yeah. did you just like? <laughs> and also the attachment to his wife. Like, it's just like that you're a fucking dumb and you're a bad person and you're what's wrong with the world. <laughs> Daisy the dog is a fantastic, so I love her and she's beautiful. Also Daisy played by a boy dog called Andy and then oh. boy the dog that he gets at the end has been played by a girl dog. Wow. Oh, that's, that's cute. amazing. That's cute. That's I very, like that. very cute. Um, have that's you guys ever watched Keanu on YouTube, Keanu Reeves answers fans questions while playing with puppies? Yeah. No, but I imagine that that's lovely. Oh, it's, oh, it's equal parts. So sweet and very arousing. Yeah. I can't come without it. Of course. Oh, I can't, I can't come. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. It's ruining yeah. me. Do you know how vibrators ruin masturbating for a lot of women? They can no longer come with their hand. I can't come now without watching Keanu Reeves. Yeah. No one can. Nobody can. Puppies. Once you've watched it, it's like the ring. It's stuck. You're, you can't yeah. do anything about it. Yeah. That's just what happens yeah. now. You just have to put it on. <laughs> God. Uh, so <laughs> you just get me, brats. <laughs> Should we talk about John Leguizamo in John Wick? Aurelio, I feel like that's the yeah, last thing. Should. Um, here's some fun facts about oh, Aurelio's character. Um, so there are three John Wicks in total, right? I got very excited by this. So like, you mean awesome... there's three like John Wicks in the universe? No, no, no. There's I was one. Like, John I Wick. did not pay attention in John Wick two <laughs> and three. There is one. That I haven't seen two and three. I've okay, only ever seen so one good. now twice. Okay. But um, I got oh, really I'm so excited. excited for you. Sorry. <laughs> I got really excited because I was like, oh, we get to watch a trilogy and that'll be really fun. But then I watched an interview with John Leguizamo. Mm. John Leguizamo was in John Wick. He is in John Wick 2. He is not in John Wick 3 because he was cut. His film, his scenes were filmed, but they all got cut. Now with John Wick 2, apparently when they filmed it, he had a much bigger role. He had like his whole backstory because this whole Aurelio character is quite mysterious. He seems mm. to know everybody. Um, he's quite integral, which we're finding a lot with John Leguizamo movies is he plays these roles that have few lines and few scenes, but are integral to the plot <laughs> and he's very necessary. Um, but yeah, so in John Wick 2, apparently he had this big storyline, but then a whole bunch of it got cut. So technically... We're not going to be able to talk about John Wick 3 on this podcast, which upsets me. Which really sucks. Which really, really sucks. It is, it is the, the, the John Leguizamo pattern, isn't it? It's like, 
you, you he, the amount of times you're about a maybe a quarter of the way through the movie, then Leguizamo will come in. He's like in the first third, and then you're like, oh, I hope he comes back in the last third. That's all you can ask for a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, he was so good in that bit. Mm. Um, he was in the interview. He seemed proper pissy about it as well. Yeah, I guess that's you- as well. Sorry, I would love to see his uh, his cut scenes. I think some of the cut scenes might be available online. Um, that would be good. I've, yeah, I've I've heard a lot about this, but yeah, he's so he's such a it's such a good like such a good entrance. And when he hits Alfie Allen, oh, oh so yeah, fuck, he just does he, what we all wanted to fucking do. He just do. smacks him in the face, and then this guy pulls a gun on him, and he doesn't even flinch. He's just mm. like, I'm John Leguizamo, you fucking dickhead. Yeah, what's the He's like, you, you pull a, a gun on me in my in my in my shop. And it's like, yeah. oh, I love the I love like tough John. We've yeah, seen a lot so of sensitive tough. John. Yeah. <laughs> last like last couple of weeks, we've seen slot John. We've seen like um, uh, Waco John. Waco John losing his mother, sort of John. Mm. To see just like get the fuck out of my shop, John was very cool. It's mm. so cool. And the most powerful Russian mobster in the world, Vigo Traslaslam. Calls John and's like, "Why'd you hit my son, mate?" And John goes, "All, all, all John Leguizamo has to say is he stole John Wick's car, he killed John Wick's dog." Yeah. And then, and then, oh, and then it. the Russian guy goes, "Oh," and it's so. Cool. Oh. That's all he says. He goes, mm. "Oh," and he hangs Delicious. up. Delicious. Yes! He, and then when he, John never, Wick comes in. And then we never see John Leguizamo again in the film. I know, which is devastating. Well, when John comes in, John Wick comes in to meet Aurelio, John Leguizamo, Aurelio is sitting in a wheelie chair next to a car, drinking from a bottle of Pelagrosa tequila, which means dangerous. Pelagrosa means dangerous. <laughs> and he... He is there. He is like, he's so powerful. He's just sitting there on this fucking wheelie chair, just drinking, just like, yes, I knew you would come. This is Mm. what's happened. And he's so confident that he's going to be safe. And he's Mm. so confident that like, yes, this guy's going to be pissed off. But like, I did my best for you. Like, he's just so, yeah, I want more of him in these. There's that little corner, this guy in the little corner that has full control. I love, I haven't actually seen, like, I could never play that character in all seriousness. There's that, that like... The idea of like, there's no tension almost. There's just this sense. There's that bit where he goes, um, like where the the bratty little kid is like, you work for my, like, you, you know, you, I'm, you know, your father, my father will come down on you. Like you, you don't know, you don't want to cross my father. And he goes, I work with your father. I can't remember the line exactly. I've completely ruined it. But like, he's like, I work with your father. Yeah. But it's just this thing of like, I know what I'm allowed to do. I know yeah. this world so well i know the rules that i can in this moment punch you and know that i'm not going to get in trouble it's It's just this like character of just like gliding through it i have have no memory of what he does in part two uh and i I hope it's good well from a spoiler alert from what i've heard he's in like one scene Mm. i yeah Let's will you campaign. come back? Will you come back for John Wick Two, Braz? Yes, please, please have me back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should campaign to get uh, Leguizamo in back in John Wick Four. I think that needs yes. to be like mm. we 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 didn't we 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 need to push the uh, hashtag Legwolution hashtag that we started we need to make that a thing mm. and I think we need to campaign. I think we all need to get behind. Like, let's get uh, what was the name of the character? I never remember the names. Aurelio. Aurelio. 
Um, I, kept, I kept thinking you were talking about the stand-up comedian Aurelia Sinclair. Aurelia? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what has she got she to do with this actually, movie? She'd be great in this. She would be very, very good. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I think we need to, like, Aurelio needs to be an integral part of this story. We need Aurelio in part four so badly. And I think if the four listeners, if we get together yeah. and we tweet enough, we can maybe... Ha- get on trending in Victoria mm. if we do it at the right time. <laughs> so if basically, if this podcast listeners out there, the four of you, if this bit podcast is as important to you as it is to Zach and I, which is mildly, please put in five minutes of effort. Get the hashtag Legolution out there. Get John listening to this. Let's get him in John Wick four. We don't like, need John to listen, though. We don't need John to listen, though, because, you know, it, it's very tough to make jokes about his movies. But everything else I 100% agree with. Yeah, okay, I'm sure that he would, he would enjoy making jokes because, you know, there's work that you do that you want to have a bit of a laugh at, but then That's you, our theory. Of, you can't because you've done it. He has a know. laugh at um, Super Mario Brothers quite often. He's also just recently come out publicly and said that if he could... I should probably save this for our Two Wong Fu podcast whenever we do that. But he said that if he, he could redo Two Wong Fu, he wouldn't have been in it because he believes that there are plenty of gay act, gay Latino actors that would have done it better. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's a good, he is a good man. Oh, yeah. His Instagram is always very progressive. He's yeah, yeah he's the best. Love him. We Love give him, John, John Leguizamo five Leguizamos. Yeah. But what do we give John Wick out of five Leguizamos? So, Braz, I don't know if you've ever listened to our podcast. No shade if you haven't. I have. <laughs> Oh, bless you. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. So you know that the whole Leguizamo system, this is based purely on Leguizamos and how Leguizamo the the project was and not on how good John Wick was. Mm -hmm. um, We all know you give John Wick 10 out of 5. How many Leguizamos do you give it? I give it four Leguizamos because Mm -hmm. I feel like his work is really good, Mm -hmm. but there's not enough of it. We need more. We need more of him. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I give it um, four Leguizamos as well. Uh, I want to give it less because he he leaves the series and he should have. Mm. There should have been more Leguizamo as the series goes on, not mm. less. Um, but we're not reviewing John Wick two. We're not reviewing the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are reviewing John Wick one, and in John Wick one. This movie is is everything I want in a John Leguizamo. In fact, I'm going to up it to four and a half. Oh, people came at me and said that I copy your scores, but I want to give it four and a half. Sure you do, Mish. I, I, I talked to you earlier. You said you were going to give it four, four or three. Jeffa, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving, I'm going to give John Wick four and a half Leguizamos because the, the Leguizamo in this movie was so like, Oh, so full on and condensed. It was like the vanilla extract of Leguizamo. Like That's full on. Yeah. <laughs> It was um, the essential oil of John Leguizamo. You just need a couple of drops to get a Leguizamo and it was just so full on. Um, I give it four and a half because it was a Leguizamo I haven't, we haven't reviewed yet. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was sexy and it was like, and it just looked like heaps fun. And um, yeah, love that. Given it I, four and a half. I fully agree with you on that four and a half score. And I think I just want to defend you a little bit on the same scores. There's probably a reason that we give the same scores is because um, uh, we're two people, we're, we're both the type of person that would dedicate three years of our life 
to a weekly podcast about John Leguizamo that no one would listen to. So that probably <laughs> indicates that we have a comparable taste in film and entertainment. Um, so it <laughs> doesn't yeah, surprise me that we give the same score from time to time. Um, I want to say fully uh, 100% I would have given this five stars if... Um, if they had known there was a second film and at the end a lady had said, um, I'll see you next year. For quick, <laughs> to tiny, tiny, very, very quick context in that one. Uh, there was this shit she mini series we saw. I already know. It was oh. a series. It was a series about the stories based on the um, Arabian Nights Tales. You I do listen know. to our I listen to this your podcast. Incredible. I this can't is... see you in real life. I miss my friends, so I listen to your oh, stupid podcast. I miss podcast. you, Braz. I love you. That's so funny. <laughs> I've never encountered a guest on a podcast that's actually listened to it. The I've matter. never been on a podcast that I listen Actually, that's not true. I listen to Confessions of the Idiots. Yes. Yeah, and if I'm away for long stretches of time, I will listen to Auntie Donna. If, I, if I'm not on tour with you, I will listen to Auntie Donna. <laughs> um, the only time I listen to Auntie Donna is when Michelle Brazier or Hot Department are on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fair call. That's the like I love you all. I've never met Broden, but I've loved the rest of the Antidoni boys so much. No, um, he's really him. nice. You should you should just go up and say hello. I'm too nervous, man. <laughs> I'm too nervous. Um, I'm just gonna read one uh, five star review uh, real quick. I lined it up. No, I didn't. I'm a while shit he's cunt. looking while he's looking for the review. Please follow us on at Mish and Zach. Um, and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whatever podcast uh, platform you listen to our podcast from, um, and chuck us a five-star review. But don't go less than five stars because no one likes an asshole. Um, Michelle, where, where should they follow you? What should they do? What do you need to plug in these dark times? <laughs> um, you can follow me on at Michelle Brazier. If for some reason you're listening to this in America, you can watch um, YOLO Crystal Fantasy on uh, Adult Swim, which is a TV show that an animation that I wrote on and uh, play a character in. Um, but you can only watch it in the US at the moment. Mm. Uh, apart from that, yeah, just follow me on Instagram and, and just be nice. Just be nice to me. Just if you're like, a big... Nice. I, I, I'm going to jump in and plug for you because I think there's big fans here of, of you that listen to us. I've seen that uh, that little... Uh, what's the, the, the cross-section Venn diagram? You also have a, a great uh, Patreon that I think is worth checking out as well. So yeah, if, if you, you like your songs and stuff, I think that, that people should definitely check it out. Thanks, Zach. That's all right. Little plug for you. Um, so I'm going to read uh, one of the five-star reviews. Um, just tell me if we've already done this one, Mish. Uh, I've got here, uh, this this podcast promises a maze by Maddles 555555555. Read it. Um, and it is five stars, so thank you so much. Thank you, Mission Zach, for in reintroducing the world to gritty 90s crime thrillers that feature John Linguizamo. One particular 90s crime thriller I'm looking forward to hearing you discuss is Spike Lee's Summer of Sam. Oh. It has Hot John as the lead. It's set in the 70s, and it's notorious for having over 400 F-bombs in the script. Great. Fuck yeah. I that have not great. seen Summer of Sam um, and I. there's a few details there that I was not aware of. I knew it was Spike Lee and I knew it was about, you know, the Summer of Sam. So I was very keen. It's in our, it's high on our list of things to watch, but, but the 400 had... F-bombs and Hot John in the lead, my goodness. That is a lot of swears. And That's... John knows how to do a swear. Yeah. John really <laughs> does. He throws out a fucking sick swear. Sure. Maybe sometimes he plays a slot. But, you know, the guy knows how to say fuck better than any other actor in Hollywood. You ain't getting no fucks from Slot John. And that's why why a Slot John movie is never going to get five legs. Mm. 
But when <laughs> when you get a when you get a fuck from John, mm. uh, my God, he knows how to say a fuck, but not slut John. He's not allowed. No allowed. Maddles five 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 five. We will do our very best to get Summer Sam out there for you at some point in the next three years. Michelle Brazier, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are a very good friend. It's always good to chat. You've got good vibes, so thank you for joining us. Mish Wittrup, thank, thank you so much for joining us. Um, no worries, Zach. Thank you so much for letting me use you to enhance my career. You need to stop, mate. I do this because <laughs> I love you, because you're funny, and because you're the only person that would dedicate this much time to something so ridiculous. And as interesting as it is to listen to um, Mish just um, pretend like she's not famous and and um, thank Zach all the time and pretend like she's riding on coattails when she's actually very talented. As interesting and fun that is to listen to. I just want to take the time and say thank you both for coming on the podcast with me today. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about one of my favourite films, John Wick, um, talking about the dogs. Um, I thought you did really great. I thought you were really um, both really strong. And, um, yeah, I'll be in touch. Thank you. I'm really glad that you took the opportunity to thank us, Michelle, because this really is going to do amazing things for your career. Thank you. So um, you're welcome, I guess, yeah, is like, what I'm trying to say. What I would say, this is we say this usually off air, um, but I would just say get get a screenshot of your Instagram followers before this goes <laughs> out. <laughs> and watch it. And watch just it so you drop, can compare. Watch it drop by around about two or three. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Braz. We love you very much. Rest in peace. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 